This is David Barris, president of the American Association of Bank Directors. Our guest today is Nancy Shepard. Nancy is founder and CEO of Women to Boards. She has 30 plus years of management and governance experience in banking associations, the financial services industry, and legislative, regulatory, and political environments. She was the CEO of Western Independent Bankers, the largest regional banking association in the U.S. for over 20 years. She served on two private company boards for financial institution products, created educational programs for bank directors, senior executives, and worked with hundreds of bank CEOs and board members. She founded Women to Boards in 2014 as a way to assist both corporate boards and women connect and improve gender diversity in the boardroom. Nancy will address how bank boards may recruit board members from a new perspective. All right, let's call Nancy. Hi, David. Hello, Nancy. Thank you for joining Calling All Bank Directors today. It's my pleasure to connect with you and AABD. We've done quite a bit of work together over the last 20-some years, and I've always been very appreciative of all the things you and the organization have done to help banks and help community bank directors really be what they need to be to help their organizations survive and thrive. Well, thank you, Nancy. And you've had quite a career yourself, and we'll congratulate you on all that all that you've accomplished. We're going to you know, get right into the questions today relating to uh, diversity. And um, so your the first question, Nancy, is you, you founded Women to Boards almost 10 years ago after serving as CEO of Western Independent Bankers for over two decades. What led you to tackle the idea of improving the number of women serving in the boardroom? So when I announced that I was retiring or graduating, as as I prefer to say, from my 30 years working with banks, I was approached by several community banks to consider being on their boards. I had served on two small um, financial services boards, and so boardroom work was important to me. I liked the idea of that. And while I was really interested in continuing to serve the mission of community banking, I didn't feel that my skills and experience were exactly right for some of these banks' needs. Um, several mentioned, though, that they would like to increase the number of women directors, so I was delighted to be able to refer to them, some very qualified women, and several of these women joined these bank boards. And also because the low number of women I'd seen in bank board leadership throughout my career and knowing that there were women who would make great board members, I decided helping banks and, and other small companies, which often don't use search firms for these kinds of um, searches, find some great new candidates who happen to be women, and that would become the mission of my career transition. Nancy, uh, we hear a lot about the need for diversity. Uh, what do you think are the major reasons that this is important for banks to consider for their boards? And why shouldn't any company just look for the best person for the job? Great, great question, especially the last part of that. And let me start with saying that the case for business benefits of diversity have been well documented. Samples of studies that indicate this include a McKinsey & Company report that, quote, companies in the top 
quartile for gender diversity are 15% more likely to have financial returns above their respective national industry medians. Uh, another example is a Credit Suisse report that found that over a six-year study of over 2,000 companies globally, those with one or more woman, women on the board delivered higher ROE, better average growth, and higher price to book. And even this year, a, a study was released that said, and I quote, we argue that board gender diversity can increase firm value by attracting institutional capital to the firm, increasing its access to finance and lowering the firm's cost of capital, and gender equality on corporate boards together with many other ESG issues is increasingly at the top of the institutional investors' agenda. And the case for diversity includes the expertise of the board member, not just the gender or the ethnicity, I think. We all, I think, many banks really have already thought about that. They're looking for new ways to increase the, the functionality of their board. And it really used to be that it was mostly CEOs and CFOs were the main board members of, of most boards, not just banks. And in the bank's case, many bankers are on those boards. Um, and these are, of course, needed, but board and governance gurus are really well united in their recommendations that a board should be adding the skills and experience in areas that are needed to thrive in this dramatically changing world of risks and opportunities related to digital, cybersecurity, economic challenges like we're facing today, culture, the environment, and really the changing demographics of customers. There are just, these really are just a few of the strategic areas that really need more board attention today. Plus, to attract younger employees and customers, which is the future of successful any business today, you want your bank to be seen as a company that provides opportunities for a wide variety of gender and ethnic backgrounds. And if you have a, just have a few or none of these on your board, it makes a strong statement about your bank, and, and not one I think that will benefit your future success. Plus, ignoring the diversity demands of investors, both private and institutional, is, is really very dangerous, especially for public companies today. I mean, the latest SEC NASDAQ board diversity requirement for IPOs is an example of this trend. Um, and to answer your last question about why not just have the best person, when I started conversations about my mission, this was, I got that question a lot. We just want to have the best person. We don't want to bring someone on just because of their gender. And my response then and today is still, of course, we all want to have the best person selected. Those of us who promote diversity aren't just saying bring unqualified candidates onto your board, but what's your definition of best? Is the best is best the person with the most experience or one who has exact skills and expertise you think you need or one who fits into your culture or one who already knows your bank and your board members? Most likely, you want all of these and more. But honestly, is that person a unicorn? Are they out there? Are they in your network? Perhaps they're hard to find if you're relying upon your executive team and board networks to just source potentials. So looking outside this network is extremely valuable, and I think that's one of the things that I'm trying to help companies and banks do is to find outside that, that, that closed network. So, David, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it sure does. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, 
independent and community banks have typically focused on people and their communities when looking for board members. Are you seeing a change from this focus in how these banks are approaching finding candidates? Yes, I am definitely seeing a change in the last few years. I'd say the majority of, of candidates probably still come from the, the local, more the local community, and I think that's good. Uh, and when I was working with directors for educational programs with WIB and AABD, for the most part, the board members were business people in their communities. Perhaps you might have a retired regulator who might have been an exception. And mergers often produce boards with multiple bank CEOs on the board. Um, but today we're seeing examples of community and regional banks more than willing to go outside their community to find candidates that bring the diversity of background and skills, which I mentioned earlier, that are really so essential today. Perhaps you don't have any true digital transformation experts in your backyard. And to compete in today's environment, your bank has to be digitally savvy. And that has been the case with several banks that I know that picked leaders from larger banking companies, for example. I know a Wells Fargo digital expert who joined a Bay Area bank here, even though that director lives in Utah. I also know a regional headquartered bank in Washington with no California branches who picked a Hewlett Packard SVP who was based in San Jose to join their board because of her experience really in their operational environment and in the secure environment that they had. She was also at another company that was very needing to have very secure data. Um, I know a much larger bank who picked a woman general with Defense Department cybersecurity experience. Um, she did not live in the headquarters of the bank, and actually she really was, so she wasn't a local person, but she just had this incredible experience from working in Afghanistan and doing all sorts of things that were so focused on the security of the data, and they really knew they needed that. So hopefully, you know, we're going to see more community banks look outside their local communities to be able to find the candidates that really can help them go to the next level in a few areas. Where should a bank look specifically to find qualified women or people of different ethnic backgrounds? Well, must, there are certain search firms now that specialize in finding these candidates, but uh, um, most banks that I've worked with, very few really use search firms. However, what's great about the movement that we've had to provide access for candidates um, that bring these different backgrounds and ethnic um, background are the organizations and registries that have exploded in the last five years in terms of different approaches to this. I can assure you that it is not a pipeline problem to find these candidates, but it has been a networking problem because most bank directors maybe not don't have access to some of these, these people outside their communities. So I would like to encourage all the bankers and directors listening to make sure to reach out to at least one organization with your specifications in your next search. I, I, and I will provide AABD a list of a number of these, but I'll, let me highlight just a few. For example, the Athena Alliance, I coach for them, for their women, has a portal that allows companies to list their board openings for no charge. It can be anonymous or you can indicate who you are, and it is a closed community, so you're going to find very, very high-level women that are in that network. Um, and they can also assist with a more focused 
fee-based approach, but it's not at the level that you would require from a search firm. The board list has over 5,000 candidates. Many of them are tech-oriented. Board Prospects is an online searchable registry for a very reasonable fee. It is not just ethnic or gender diversity. Anyone who really is a, have, at the level that they require can be a candidate there. And there now are many state-focused and industry-specific board leadership organizations that can help refer candidates. There's one, for example, the Digital Directors Network. Um, there's one in North Carolina, there's one in Michigan, there's, you know, so there's a lot of places that um, boards can go to see whether or not they might be able to find potential candidates um, at what I would consider to be a very reasonable fee to get someone who has the expertise that is lacking and that you need that voice on your board to help you understand how the bank should be looking at the oversight of such issues that I mentioned earlier. Finally, Nancy, uh, you've worked with bank directors for over two decades, and you're not tired. I know that. <laughs> uh, what have you seen regarding why someone wants to serve on a bank board, and what are some of the challenges banks face in getting great directors? Yeah, that's so true. I, I, I have so enjoyed my time working with bank directors over the 20-some-odd years that Western Independent Bankers, and prior to that at the California Bankers Association, that's where I started working with bank directors. And that was in the early 80s. And I, I believe the, the idea of being a bank director back at that time was really a focus on, you know, your status in the community. It was such an honor to be on a bank board. Um, and um, it still is an honor to be on a bank board. But following two major rounds of SNL and bank failures in my career, it appears that the risks of serving on a bank board got a lot more visible to people. When we started seeing how the FDIC was looking at, you know, bank failures, um, it really, you know, put a big caution flag up for a lot of people, and I think they were right. But, however, it's been over a decade since the last meltdown, and perhaps we don't, some people don't realize the personal financial risks that are involved with being on a bank board. And we also are in an environment where because we haven't had a meltdown, you know, there's, it just, it's sort of like, you know, the meltdown in the high-tech industry years ago. Everybody thought everything was going to go, and now we're in a situation where, gosh, you know, tech stocks aren't doing very well. But I also want to just mention I have – I applaud AABD for their recent effort to help those interested in serving on a bank board to better understand how to evaluate the risks and the decision that they're going to be making because it is a huge decision. Um, However, my, in my discussions with women over the last several years, the idea of helping community banks succeed and providing their knowledge to assist has been very positive. Most women state that they really value relationship building, and that's what most community banks want to do with their customers. So it seems like a great match to me, and I hope that um, a lot of those listening will really think about how they're looking at board recruitment um, going forward, looking at some of the opportunities that are available to bring in some incredibly dedicated talent that really want to be involved with the oversight of, you know, the leadership of, of banks as well as other small companies. And it seems like a great match to me that, you know, here we have women uh, that really want to help their, communi their communities and help in general that support the idea of what community banks do. So, 
I thank you, David, for bringing this approach as a way to focus on direct recruitment to, to your membership. It's been a delightful opportunity to, to share some of my thoughts about how we can improve the way banks are successful in their oversight of, of how they're doing business and what they are bringing to their customers. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for joining us today and for your excellent uh, comments, and uh, we very much appreciate it. My pleasure.